Folks, before we jump into today's highlights, I just have to ask you, do you want to put 50 years of baseball history in your pocket? I know what you're thinking. It's not going to fit, but it really will because it's all in audio format. These are lost pieces of baseball history told to you from baseball cathedrals. They're, they're told to you by icons of the game from Red Barber, Ernie Howell to Harry Carey. I get goosebumps personally listening to these games and even thinking about the interviews and what these players are going to share with me. I know what you're thinking. Is this AI? Are there bots? Is there some magic potion here that are making these things appear? And I'm telling you, they're not. These games are real. They were done by real people at that specific moment in time. All the iconic moments, the interviews, none of it's reproduced, none of it's AI. It's all real, but done again by real people. If you want to check them out, uh, there's a free intro offer. Jump on over to VintageBaseballReflections.com. And there's over 2,500 audio clips and games for you to put in your pocket, take on walks with you, hang around the fireplace and listen, put them on the porch, invite some friends over. However you want to listen, you're going to be able to listen in these amazing moments in baseball history. Use this coupon this day for a special gift at the checkout. Welcome to This Day in Baseball's Daily Rewind, where we bring you events and stories that are eternal memories for baseball fans' soul. We bring you one event from each day in the calendar and go well beyond the box score. Our stories are brief and fun and come with some surprises. My name's Tom Hannon, and I have had a never-ending curiosity about baseball for 40 years, and it's my pleasure to bring these stories to you. Welcome to today's episode number nine. I'm excited to bring this episode to you as we look to April 9th, 1981, and I titled this episode, Fernando Mania, how one player captured two countries and had one of the greatest streaks in the history of baseball. Before I do, I want to remind you to head over to thisdayinbaseball.com and check out the quiz page. We are posting new quizzes up there all the time, and the most recent one is All-Stars. One of the questions is what pitcher has the most innings pitched and maintained a 0.00 ERA in All-Star Game history? The answer is on thisdayinbaseball.com. On April 9th, 1981, Los Angeles Dodgers ace Jerry Royce was injured just 24 hours before he was scheduled to start on opening day for the Dodgers. Burt Hooten, the Dodgers' number two starter, was not ready to go. So in his place, the Dodgers started their number three starter, 20-year-old Fernando Valenzuela. Once the Dodgers moved out to LA, Walter O'Malley, the patriot of the family-owned team, told his management team he wanted to find the Mexican Sandy Koufax. O'Malley knew he wanted to tie into the Latin American Mexican market, but to date, the Dodgers just couldn't get there. Although he did not live to see this, his vision was about to appear in this 5'11", 190-pound pitcher. Fernando himself would say he's never going to win a race. He had an unorthodox look to the sky windup and he didn't resemble Sandy Koufax at all. Fernando was born and raised in Sonora, Mexico. 
He played in Mexican leagues from 1977 to 1979. He was signed by Dodger scout Mike Brito in 1979 for $120,000. Brito was there to scout another player, but after Fernando struck him out, his main interest changed. The Dodgers considered it a gamble, but once he got into the Dodgers system, what changed him was he learned a screwball from teammate Bobby Castillo and then perfected how to use it under the tutelage of longtime pitching coach Ron Paranowski. Within a year and a half, it became a deadly weapon that few were prepared to handle. At the time, he was the only pitcher throwing a screwball in baseball, or the old-timers would call it the fadeaway. Fernando made his debut in 1980 during the stretch run. He pitched 17 and two-thirds scoreless innings, helping the Dodgers force a one-game playoff with the Houston Astros. Unfortunately, the Dodgers lost. However, the Dodgers got a glimpse at who Fernando was, but he was a relatively unknown player throughout the league. On opening day with Fernando making his first major league start, he blanks Houston on five hits at Dodger Stadium to zip. In what the Dodgers, MLB, or a few others knew, and suddenly, Fernando Mania was born. Dodgers Vice President Fred Clare would say within 24 hours after he beat the Astros on Wednesday, we sold out the reserve seats for his next scheduled start against the Giants on Monday. That was unprecedented. What was about to happen was a streak for all ages. Fernando and his first eight starts will win all of them. Seven are complete games, five are shutouts, and he would allow only four earned runs in his first 72 innings pitched in 1981. In streaks of over 80 innings in the history of baseball, only Bob Gibson's three earned runs in 103 innings in 1968 was better than Fernando's four earned runs in 89 and two-thirds of an inning, dating back to his 1980 debut. For the season, he will win 13 games in the strike in the strike-shortened 1981 season. He'll pitch 192 innings, fire eight shutouts, pitch 11 complete games, leading the league in all those statistics and strikeouts with 180. He will become the only pitcher in the history of baseball to win the Rookie of the Year and the Cy Young Award in the same year. And he would manage to slip in a Silver Slugger Award as well, pitching the All-Star Game, and he will finish fifth in MVP voting. But it wasn't over there. In the 1981 playoffs, Fernando went 3-1. In the divisional round, the Dodgers had fallen behind two games to none against the Astros. After winning Game 3, Fernando took the mound in Game 4, and he pitched an amazing game. And he had a shutout all the way until there were two outs in the bottom of the ninth when it got broken up by Tony Scott. And then Fernando got Jose Cruz to pop out to end the game. The Dodgers would win the game 2-1 and then win the series and go on to the NLCS to face the Expos. And in the NLCS, Fernando will pitch Game 5. Most people remember Game 5 as the game where Rick Monday hit the home run on Monday, October 19th in the top of the ninth to give the Dodgers the win. But Fernando pitched brilliantly that day, pitching eight and two-thirds of three-hit, one-run baseball, propelling the Dodgers to face the Yankees yet again in the World Series. 
and then he would pitch Game 3 in the World Series. Just like the NLDS, the Dodgers were down 2-0 to the Yanks. But Fernando will pitch one of the most gutty games in World Series history. He would throw 147 pitches in the Dodgers' 5-4 victory. And the Dodgers will not lose another game in the series, beating the Yankees in six to capture the 1981 World Series. Quote, I've never seen anything like it, says KTNQ Radio's Jamie Jaron, who has broadcast LA games in Spanish since the Dodgers moved west in 1958. He would say, I truly believe there's no other player in Major League history who created more fans than Fernando Valenzuela, not Koufax, Drysdale, or DiMaggio, and not even Babe Ruth. Fernando turned so many people from Mexico, Central America, South America into fans. He created interest in baseball among people who didn't care about baseball. Well, to put that in perspective, on the road in 1981 when Fernando pitched, the Dodgers drew an additional 13,000 more fans than any other game. In 11 of his 12 home starts in 1981, the Dodgers sold out. The Dodgers had drawn just 3 million fans twice in their history since they moved out to LA in 1958. And then in 1982, the Dodgers broke the major league attendance mark by drawing 3.6 million fans. During his career, the Dodgers would, would average well over 3 million fans a season. It can be argued he changed baseball and the fan base for the Dodgers. So much so, the number of radio stations broadcasting Dodgers games in Mexico jumped from 3 to 17. At the height of Fernando Mania, the Spanish broadcasters had more than twice the listening audience of Vin Scully. According to historian Jim Thorne, if you had seen 1981, you would have believed you were seeing the best pitcher who ever lived. Fernando would go on to have an impressive career, winning over 140 games. He is most likely going to be the last pitcher to pitch six consecutive seasons with 250 plus innings. He was also an excellent postseason pitcher, going 5-1 with a 198 ERA. And like other screwball pitcher Carl Hubble, he also struck out five straight players in an all-star game to tie a record. Nothing in Fernando's career would ever match that magical 1981 season. And it's only the words of Vin Scully can put Fernando Valenzuela and Fernando Mania in proper perspective. In baseball, Fernando was a religious experience. You'd see parents, obviously poor, with the little youngsters by the hand, using him as inspiration. And that is a great way to close it. Thanks for joining us today on The Rewind. It was my pleasure to tell you these stories, and I encourage you to check out thisdayinbaseball.com where there are thousands of more stories just like this one. And we will see you out at the ballpark.